one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman here in Johannesburg at the Wanderers, which will play host in a couple of days' time to the fourth test match between South Africa and England. England 2-1 up, of course, with just this one to play. They cannot lose the series, but South Africa surely will be keen to bounce back from a horror show in the third test match at Port Elizabeth after failing narrowly to avoid defeat in the second. Plenty of intrigue coming into this test match. And once again, it surrounds Jofra Archer. Here at altitude, many expecting the fastest pitch of the series. And Jofra in the nets today, certainly giving Joss Butler one of the few England batsmen to take a net, the hurry up. Brilliant to see and questions that really surround the makeup of the England side as they do the South Africans. Andrew McKenna has been out and about and he's caught up with England coach Graham Thorpe. Graham, a session for the guys who weren't involved at P, yeah. plus Joss Butler. Is yeah. that an indication that maybe he feels he, he needs a bit of a hit? Yeah, well, I think Joss was, um, he was keen to come in and have a hit today. And, um, and, and, and like, well, we're always going to accommodate our players in, uh, certainly on a tour and even in a home series where they're at and if they want a little bit of extra work, a bit of, bit of, bit of top up really. Um, but from his, his perspective, you know, I mean, I, I'm really confident, you know, that he'll have, a, he'll have a good test match here. I mean, it's trying to get, the most important thing is the mindset, the mindset of all our players. Uh, and, and, and this is guys who have been, let's say, performing well. And the guys who uh, might feel individually that oh, I, I, can, I, can, I can do more, I want to do more. And I'm sure just might have an edge of frustration, but I can see the way he's working. And for me... He's looked in good form and he's just, you know, it just looks like there's time before he actually puts a big score on the board for us as well. We've all been watching Joffre bowling this morning. Yeah. You were standing as umpire. How did he look from where you were standing? Well, look, from where he's been over the last couple of weeks where, you know, the elbow problem is, has been a big issue for him, you know. So you can't, you can't force, um, you know, that. You have to wait for that to get, uh, for the player to be confident with it. Um, but today, it looked like he came in and had good rhythm. Bowled nice and quick, um, 
and that's a place where we where we want Joff to be. Um, so looks good. He's gonna have to you know come in again tomorrow, back it up. We'll have to see how Mark Wood is. Um, uh, Chris Wokes, he bowled well again today, you know, fully fit. Uh, so it'll be nice to have all those options on the table. And as you said, Mark Wood hasn't played back-to-back -back test matches. Um, but we know that he bowled exceptionally well for us. He was a bit of an X-factor down in Port Elizabeth. High speeds, you know, up around 90 miles an hour um, plus. So um, we'll have to see how he is, um, And, and um, I'm sure Woody will be really honest with us as well. The prospects of playing two very quick men here at the Wanderers, though, it's an exciting prospect because, I mean, the pitch, it looks like a test match pitch. that has got, got some life in it, you know, even at, yeah. what, three days out? Yeah, I mean, historically here, you know, it's, it's a pitch which has uh, good pace in it and generally starts a little bit softer um, and then quickens up as, as, as the match goes on. But it generally has that carry in it, which, uh, which bowlers and, to be fair, batters like. And spinners, everyone likes bounce. I think it, it's a great contest to play on a surface which has good carry. You mentioned spinners. Don Bess is just coming off the back of a fifer, but there is the possibility, of course, that you say Joe Root, Joe Denley can do do the job. How how tough would that be on, on Don Bess? Yeah, well, it would. I mean, if Don Bess didn't play this Test match, it would be tough. Um, he's done himself uh, no harm though in the way that he has come into the setup, the way he's bowled. Uh, He's done some excellent work with Gene Patel as well. But to me, he has progressed his bowling from the last time I saw him, which was probably about six months ago. Um, and that's brilliant when you see someone go away. Uh, he's been on the a camp in India uh, working on his spin bowling over there. So to see him progress is brilliant because he's young. Um, he has to, like all our younger players, they have to sort of, you know, as I keep saying, clean the slate and start again. But when you do perform, uh, it gives you confidence. It makes you feel that you can perform at this level um, and you walk in that dressing room and you feel like you belong. So it's good to bank that um, knowledge and, uh, and then start again. So it'll, it would be tough, um, but as I say, spinners like a little bit of bounce on the surface as well. Um, but I don't think we're going to rush straight into a decision, but it'd be nice to have all those options on the table for us. I know South Africa's issues aren't necessarily your concern, but we had a strange situation down in Port Elizabeth that Razi van der Dussen went and stood sort of four yards away from Nasser Hussain, <laughs> who was talking about how to play spin, and he was sort of stood there watching. They obviously had some issues playing spin. Now, spin might not be as big a part here. Yeah. How, as a batting coach, how quickly could you implement changes, do you think, in a situation like that? And would you want to, when you've only got two or three days, are you in danger of actually confusing and, and making the situation worse rather than better? Do you need more time to breathe? Oh, look, for, for, for players in general, the, the way that we talk to our, our own players is you know, consolidate your strengths, you know, why, why you're here and what you're good at, but just constantly improve. I mean, I, I know that our players, you know, we just talk to them about, you know, the level they're at now and the challenges keep coming. Um, and the more you play at this level, the more the oppositions around the world watch you, look at your game and formulate plans, A plans, B plans, C plans. And you have to try to stay ahead of that and, and keep improving as a player. So um, this is my advice for any player uh, you know, who's, who's playing international cricket is, is, is you're always trying to improve your game going forward. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. 
Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. So very much keeping uh, his cards close to his chest. But the, uh, the talk is whether Joffre Archer, if selected, will come in for possibly the likes of Sam Curran or Don Best. But uh, as you heard there, you know, can you really drop a man who's just taken his first fifer in test cricket? We shall see. So plenty of intrigue um, and we should find out a little bit more this time tomorrow when Faf Plessis and Joe Root both speak to the press. We will be back uh, and Neil Manthorpe alongside me will take a little walk out onto the field and just find out a little bit more about this uh, old ground. What a side it is. Um, but uh, before then and before the end of the show, a chance to go back to a chat that happened during one of the rain delays actually uh, at Port Elizabeth. The subject, the World Test 11. Uh, the ICC named their uh, 11 uh, a few weeks ago. Ben Stokes was named Player of the Year, of course. And one of the people on the selection panel was uh, Sean Pollock. And uh, he sat down with the TalkSport team to explain the rationale behind the decisions. I'd question you about the, uh, the World Test 11 that's just been uh, announced from 2019 by the, uh, by the ICC panel that you, that you sit on. Yeah. Um, and uh, we're just going to throw some names at you, get you to justify your decisions, basically. Well, there, there are a couple of um, people who also vote, so mine will just be. Well, I mean, you're, as the, one. Only, you're the only ones here, so and, you're, and you're, your head's on the block. Yes, you know, my head's on the block, and clearly I didn't have too much of an impact. You'll see there's not one South Africa in that team, <laughs> so you can imagine how I've gone down in South Africa for not picking any of ours. I put one in. I had one in mine. Are you in the committee voting as well? No, but Goffey's all over I, I his list. My he loves, he loves a, list. a list. Okay, so, so who, okay, let's look for the, just for the listeners at home then. So the World World Test Eleven um, is thus: uh, Virat Kohli is the captain. And we've got Mayank Agarwal of India, Tom Latham of New Zealand, left-handed opening batsman, B.J. Watling 
wicketkeeper batsman also of New Zealand. Neil Wagner of New Zealand. That's not surprising, actually. His numbers in the last uh, year or so have been absolutely extraordinary. The left arm quick. Ben the next, Stokes. The next three were a big surprise. I, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to vote for them. But vote for Stokes uh, of England. Steve Smith of Australia. And Marnus Levashane of Australia. Um, and then... Uh, Three, uh, three bowlers to finish up with. Mitchell Stark, Australia. Pat Cummins, Australia. And Nathan Lyon of Australia. So this quite a, a big Antipodean. What are you talking about? There's three South Africans in that list. Yeah, but we didn't <laughs> want to mention it. <laughs> mm, okay, yeah. I, mean, I thought you might chi chi uh, chime in. Um, so, I mean, let's. Uh, where, where are the contentious ones here, perhaps? Well, I think that the, the challenge that we are given is you've basically got to pick a well-balanced team to perform on most condition so you've always got to throw the spinning option in you want to get a bit of depth you've got to pick a wicket keeper and yeah you guys can sound me out so i mean so you've got five five top order batsmen there coley agarwal latham um uh, steve smith manus lavashane okay so you've got five batsmen you've got ben stokes as your all-rounder um and then the quicks are stark cummins wagner and da, 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 I haven't missed anybody, have I? No, because you've got Stokes as well as the all-rounder. Yeah, and Nathan, and then Nathan the Lyon, just been a BJ Watling, you, you keep batsman. It was, it was actually quite close. It went to a second vote between BJ Watling and and A Another. Who was Quentin a, de Kock. A, a yeah, Another. I had him. He's, in my, he's yeah. in my 11. He's in mine too. You made a mistake though. Yeah. Well, well come on, give us the, give us the I, numbers I'm not then, say JK. I made a mistake. <laughs> you personally, Polly, made a mistake. I tell you, I tell you why. BJ Watling um, averaged roughly the same as Quinton de Kock, but he made a, a double hundred in one game and a hundred in another game and one other fifty. Whereas Quinton de Kock made two hundreds, five fifties, and their strike rates. Quinton de Kock was seventy, and BJ Watling was forty. So I think, all in all, Quinton de Kock was of more value to his team you, more often. Do you think that BJ Watling got in because New Zealand, the second best side, test side in the world, is kind of almost like a waiting given to their, their, mm. their performance as a team. Hey, look, you might be right. I mean, they've done so well, haven't they? But I think on, on balance, I think Quentin slightly would have edged him this year for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm, I'm always in for the entertainers 11 as well. So for me, that's why I, I mean, I can go on here now and say I, I did vote for Quentin. Yeah, well, he says that now, but Too in right. the room. <laughs> oh, I, I believe him. I actually believe Sean. Um, he's a great mind. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I actually would have uh, gone for Quinton de Kock for exactly the same reason as Jared said. And that's one of the reasons, and this is really going to be a debatable subject, that's the reason I left Vedat Kohli out. Because he got 254 in one innings in, the, in that calendar year. And I don't think it was his best year, considering some of the other years he's had, and he's, he deserves to be in the others. I went for uh, Babar Azam from Pakistan. I thought he had a tremendous season. So who's captaining your team then? Well, it doesn't matter who you're captain. Well, Steve no, Smith no, can captain matter. it if you want. I just want. asked you, who's captaining your <laughs> well, team? Steve Smith can captain it. Okay, he's what's unbanned from, from captaining. Well, I suppose he wasn't banned from captaining a World Eleven, so why not? I guess. Ben Stokes can captain. Don't say it to me accusingly. I just asked you a question. Who's the captain of your team? It's not, we're not playing in the Mike Brilli era where you pick someone just a captain. No, they see what pick your doing. best players Look, and pick a captain. You've, you've got an 11 there. You okay, need somebody guys. to lead them Let, out. I'll settle it down now. Okay, if thanks, we play on the subcontinent, we can have Coley as captain. If we don't play on the subcontinent, we can have Steve Smith. How about he's, that? He's left, yeah, he's right. left Coley out. Coley's not in his team. I know. He's not. And I, the I, other one I put in is Rory Burns instead of Latham. Again, I think you just made a decision there to pick a Kiwi because they've been doing well. Rory Burns has had an unbelievable season, 200s and 550s. Yeah, but, I mean, Latham's made 300s. <laughs> and they both made 100s on a very flat pitch in Ham. Who against? 
who they play against. Compared to, think about Rory Burns coming into the side. He's played in an Ashes year. Late. Went to Sri Lanka against Sri Lanka and three spinners facing three spinners. Did he make a hundred there? I'm just telling you who he's played against. I, I'll tell you why I'm asking that because Latham went to Sri Lanka as well, but he made a hundred there. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think to be fair, Latham had a pretty yeah, good year. There's lots of stats. We get print out and print out and print out. I'll show you them one day. So when you just think you've got the answer, you have another look. Like, for example... I must I'm a Yorkshireman, I'm always right. <laughs> <laughs> you've learned from the school of Jeffrey Boycott, of course. Um, when you had a look at the side, when they initially said it, I actually what I do is I write down the team I think on paper mm. on the right-hand side, and then I go back and look at the stats. And I, I went for Wagner, and I thought... I've just been impressed by what I've seen from him. He's like almost redeveloped himself. He's got this unique feel that he bowls to. And then I looked at his stats. And I mean, that was probably the name that most people wouldn't recognize as well as some of the others. He averaged 17 at a strike rate of 32. Mm. And he picked up 20-odd wickets or whatever it was. And um, he picked, I think, two or three fivers in, in that period. So it was pretty impressive figures. Non-negotiable, Wagner. Absolutely Wagner, 100%. We're with you. I would say Stark... I think Mohamed Shami had a better year than Stark. Mohamed Shami was basically unhittable, and he was a seam bowler in India for half the year. He, he took eight, uh, what was it, 33 wickets at an average of 16. And the thing I like about Shami, I think his stats, if you have a look at them, he's probably about 50% better in the second innings than he is in the first innings, which is always a good sign for a bowling unit if you've got someone who can outperform. Fair enough, but who would you rather face, Shami or Stark? Well, yeah. You're picking your team to beat nah, someone I mean, else in the world. You know what? Stark's in there. His strike rate is unbelievable. Stark's but but I, what I will tell you is we went and toured India now. We played three test matches there. And all that fast bowling unit that they've got there on their conditions were actually the ones that won it. It wasn't really their spinners who dominated. And him in particular was seriously impressive. He got the ball to shape up front. He got the reverse swinging ball and he hit the deck. He was skiddy. He caused a lot of problems. I was seriously impressed by the way he performed. So depending on what surface you're playing, I think Mitchell Stark in England or in Australia, superb. But if we're going to India, I'm going Shami. Well, I think Stark's a better bowler, but I think last year Shami had the better year. Okay, other, the, there's two other points of contention, perhaps. Um, Nathan Lyon, a spinner, was he, was he far and away the, 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 the best performer in the year? And, and Mayank Agarwal, I know he's had a, a great time at the, at the top of the innings. Um, is, was there was there an alternative to uh, to him to open the batting with Latham? Yeah, I, I think if you have a look at the stats of the spinners, it was actually quite a lean year for them. There wasn't anyone who really said, "Listen, look at me." Um, I know I actually looked at it quite closely, and, and at one stage, you could have almost gone the option: let's make a green wicket and just rather go with the seamers compared to what we saw. And Nathan Lyon's facts were were streaks ahead. I know he had a bit of a lean ashes for two or three games. But in general, if you had a look at his whole year, he, he, he played more ball, matches. Didn't he? he dropped the ball that could have run out Jack Leach as yeah. well, which, which might have counted against that, him. That didn't come into the season. <laughs> it did not, no. no, no. His, his ball You'd dropping, like to drop a ball. His run, out, his run out skills didn't come into it. Uh, he took double the amount of wickets of any other spinner. So he took 45 wickets, but an average of 33. But Rashid Khan took 21 wickets in three tests, an average of 15. So it's hard because it's only three tests. But I think that for me, I probably still, if I was going to pick a spinner, I might have gone with Rashid ahead of Lyon for this year. But I would have liked him to play one or two more tests to make sure that he just didn't, you know, get, get some good conditions. Agarwal, though, I think averaged about 30 more than any other opener. Well, he so, got doubles, didn't he, as well? He, convert, he converted yeah. 
double hundreds, which uh, that's it, why he has it, to be in it. Has it generally been? It's been quite a lean, a lean time for opening batsmen around the world, hasn't yeah. it? I mean, we, you always get you always get very down on the on the on your own team. You know, the England team, for example, the South African team, and you're looking at their numbers. I mean, South Africa's opening partnerships the last year have been like averaging 13 or something, um, with Elgar and uh, and poor old uh, Aidan Markram. But it, it, so Agarwal streets and streets ahead of anybody. There's else. only one other one who probably made it on your list as well, which was Rohit Sharma. But he played five tests at home, and I think he averaged 80. But again, he didn't play away from home. And Warner Warner ended up with an average last year of 45 because he went back home. So yeah. I think you have to, you have to be tested away from home as an opener. Agarwal went well in the West Indies as well. I think there was a and uh, there was a step when you in Austra- I mean in India about. The amount of 100 partnerships, opening 100 partnerships, and I think in the years that we've played Test cricket, I think it was one of the poorest or two of the poorest years, back-to-back. So the fact that he averaged what he did, and also, I mean, I was there to see him play in India against South Africa, and and I was really impressed by the way he went about it. So he got my vote. Okay. well, we'll leave the Test team for now, because I think this is the one that's going to cause one or two more disagreements, and that is the ICC ODI team of the year, um, which has... Four, four Indians in it. Um, one Australian, two New Zealanders, only two Englishmen, one Pakistani, and one West Indian in it. Now, how have England only got two players in the yeah. in the team of 2019 I when they are the world champions? What we do have to understand is, as 100% agree with you, and if I had to look at mine, it would have been a little bit different to that, because you do have to weigh up. It is a whole year performance. Someone like, for example, Shea Hope made it. And his figures were unbelievable. I know he had a good series against you guys. He had a good series when he went to India. But in the World Cup, there was nothing to write home about. And and in a World Cup year, you do think to yourself, mm, biggest tournament of the year, biggest stage, who produces the goods? That's often what you need to judge them by. But I, I think but the stats for the whole year kind of go in and, and perhaps they cloud do, it a little they bit. They do cloud it a little bit. Okay, um, so again, Virat Kohli captains both teams. Um, yeah, okay. <laughs> no is, is he just to pick when you have these meetings when you mention the word Corley is it just he's captain no matter what no we, do, we don't actually go and sit in a boardroom and have a meeting what they do is they send you an email out and you, you get your the different sections that you want and then all the statistics go with it and then they gather them in mm. and then if there's a close call then you get emails coming back and forth and say listen we've sorted out nine spots so it may be there's two up for grabs this is what we're thinking this is the the voting up to date so it is more of a discussion because they are obviously you don't have to discuss six or seven of them they sort of choose themselves yeah. that's so, what I meant so they are. one of them yeah, yeah I mean clearly there's no argument there either but no. uh, Kohli, Rohit Sharma Mohammed Shami and Kuldi Yadav of India um, okay uh, Mitchell Stark I would have thought that that, that, that Jaspreet Bumrah was the was the guy for for India, but maybe that's just not based on any stats. It's just kind of my mind's eye thinking about him bowling at the at the death. Mm. So those are the four Indian um, representatives, and you've got Mitchell Stark of Australia. He's the only uh, man in green and gold uh, in the eleven. Kane Williamson of New Zealand, Trent Bolt of New Zealand, of course, um, uh, World Cup finalists. Uh, Josh Butler and Ben Stokes, the two Englishmen. Babar Azam of Pakistan and Shea Hope, as you mentioned, of the West Indies. I mean, I reckon there's quite a few interchangeable names in there, don't you? Owen Morgan, was he close? I voted for him. Mm. And I actually wanted him to make him captain because of how I feel like he transformed the England game. And uh, it was almost like a reward for, for that and staying brave enough through the whole process. His facts and figures were a little bit lopsided by that one innings where he played at Afghanistan at, the, uh, yeah. at Old Trafford. So, I mean, when you look at 
you won't argue with those names when you look at the stats, but I think it's always difficult on the selection panel to value the performance at different tournaments and different times of the year. Bearstow and Roy, I mean, you know, those, those two players, it always appeared that if one of them didn't get 100 or a big score, the other one did. did they, were they in the conversation? Yeah, they were, they were definitely in the conversation. I think Roy did pretty well, actually, but um, didn't manage to, to get in. Uh, Shakib Al Hassan. Yeah, that was a bit oh, of a I mean, contentious what a one. He had. I mean, yeah. he, you know, did he make two hundreds in the in the competition? Eleven, um, eleven Mondayas in twenty nineteen. He averaged ninety three with a bat. And if I remember right, Polly, I think he bowls as well. Yeah, I think if you just have to put a little uh, asterisk next to that selection due to other issues. Just a quick one on that. And ah, when you yes. Sorry, look, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. No, when you go the ICODI team of the year, right? That's the ICC. But the Wisdom uh, Men's ODI team of the year was Sharma. Roy, Corley, Barbara Azam, Shaki Balasan, Ben Stokes, Cher Hope, Stark, Shahal, Bumra, and you were thinking about that as well, and then Trent Bolt. So not too far away, very similar. And as I say, the Shakib one was met with yeah, I mean, I get that, I other get influencing that. factors. Big thanks to Sean there. He will be back, as will the rest of the crew for that first day and throughout the fourth test match which gets underway on Friday and you can listen to that exclusively live on TalkSport and TalkSport 2 that's pretty much all we've got time for for the following on podcast today though we'll be back tomorrow as mentioned with Joe Root and Faf de Blessy. but for now thanks for listening subscribe and review on Acast iTunes or Spotify and you've been listening to the following on podcast The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 